Oh, hello. This is Romcom Tom. Welcome to the very first episode ever of my brand new podcast exploring pop culture and dating and love and romance and whatever else is going on in the world at the time. I have a lot that I want to talk to you guys about, but first let's address the very first question anyone might ask. Okay, you're doing a podcast about love and dating and relationships. What sort of experience do you have? And I am happy to report that I do not have any. I don't have a degree. I don't have uh, a license or certification or anything like that. However, I have dated a lot of gay men. And for anyone who knows what it's like to date men in general, will understand that, you know, time served is time learned. One thing you'll probably realize really soon is I have a very interesting cadence to the way that I talk. I don't know if this is me avoiding my New Jersey accent and also Chicago accent or also my comedy training. I'm not really sure, but I definitely have an interesting cadence. I haven't lost any friends over it yet that I know of, but, you know, just giving you a little bit of a heads up. I think that there's a lot to be learned from any sort of relationship that comes up in your life, uh, whether it's friends or loved ones or family members or boyfriends, girlfriends, whoever. I think it's really important to learn from the different relationships that you have. And I want to put that to the test here. I want to talk about it and see what are the worst things that have happened and what are the things you had to take away from to learn and grow. And what are the best things that have happened to you and what did you learn there? I think it's important to take that stock every so often. So that's the sort of experience that I'm coming at you with. I've also been a comedian in the Chicago improv world for 15 years. And for those of you who wanted to hit pause after you heard the word improv, I promise you there will be comedy that is very broad uh, sort of comedy here. And I'll have different guests on uh, each week or sometimes I might just be by myself. You know, sort of just got to talk it out. And, you know, each guest will bring their stories. And I want advice from you guys. I want questions. I want, you know, it's got to be a symbiotic relationship. I've walked around for many, many years with podcasts in my ears. And they became my friends. Uh, Just like listening to music is sort of a soundtrack to your life. I think that listening to podcasts is your friends. And, you know, I want to be your friend. I don't know that I'll be your sassy gay best friend, but I will certainly be bitchy about a couple of things. In college, one of my friends said that I'm the nicest bitch he's ever met. And what I glean that he meant from that is that I am a nice person, but I I, I, I don't like to give it up easy, you know? I don't like anyone to know what I'm up to over here, because I'm up to stuff. I like to give my affection through humor and comedy and other things that annoy people and and, and don't allow for direct contact. So that's what I'm coming at you with. Uh, I wanted to start off with just a couple of things uh, because the first episode, it is gonna, it's Valentine's Day. We're releasing it on Valentine's Day. I thought, how amazing, how perfect, how fun. I don't know, but it's being released on Valentine's Day. The Super Bowl was this past weekend. I do want to talk about some pop culture stuff as well, just because I was raised by a television, and it's just a part of who I am. I can't help but relate all of my life to other pop culture things in the world. And I know know there's other people like that out there, where you sort of tether different situations that you've encountered in your life to movies or books or TV or whatever, so that it sort of helps you to put things into perspective, I think. So the Super Bowl happened recently. We had 
a lot of new commercials that came out. I don't know about you guys. I know the Fast X came out and Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. That's a little bit of leftist center for me. Uh, it's a little too actiony. It's a little too testosterone-y. I'm moving more towards like the Guardians of the Galaxy and Children of the Corn. I'm a huge horror fan. The Flash movie, which came out, and I've been entrenched in all the drama with Ezra Miller and just all the Warner Brothers drama in general. If you don't know what that is, I'm happy to cover that in the future. Just let me know if that's something you're interested in. But it's been a mess, and it's been a hot mess, actually. And the the Flash movie that is supposed to come out soon with Ezra Miller and Ben Affleck as Batman and also Michael Keaton as Batman, two Batmans, well, we also have Robert Pattinson as Batman, but a different Batman, different world. Yeah, so let me know. I can cover that. I thought that the Flash movie trailer was extremely interesting. I think I keep hearing that it is the best um, DC comic book movie to come out. Based on the trailer, I think that that might be right. We got a lot of really interesting new... We got some eyes on the special effects and of all the the warner brother dc trailers that have come across my desk this is the one that i've sort of lingered on the most and have seen the most uh same things with guardians of the galaxy i just love marvel i love james gunn i love what he's done with this trilogy and you know there's a lot of pressure on it to be you know the perfect trilogy uh I, I don't know if I would put it up there just like that, but I will certainly like to see it there. I would like for them to achieve that. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That was another trailer that came out. I, you know, I was neither here nor there with that. It's, um, you know, I'm always here for Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but she wasn't in the trailer a whole lot. I don't have a ton of nostalgia with Indiana Jones. That's a, That, again, was a little left to center to me when I was growing up. I was looking a little bit more at the Joel Schumacher Batman and Robin movies, if you know what I'm saying. We also got a look at Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which looks amazing. Um, it just I think that there's a lot of really interesting details in the whole Kang Dynasty that's coming up, and there's a more that we can talk about on there, but I want to get to the heart of the matter, you know? I want to talk about some dating relationship type stuff. So I have been on a lot of dates in my life. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of them haven't worked out. And, you know, after a certain period of time, you say, oh, is it me? Is it me? Am I the problem? It's, is it me? And I'm happy to report that mostly, no. There are certainly times where I have, you know, I went out to shoot my shot and I did and it failed. And we will talk about those things. But there are also times where I went in really open to anything that came along and the gentleman in front of me simply did not show up, uh, did not put best foot forward. I used to have, uh, I had a, a show here in Chicago, which is where I live, um, called Rom-Com Tom, A Series of Unfortunate Gents. And that was, I think, I think probably the best way to describe my dating history. Um, but I got a couple of questions here. So what do you do if your partner wants children and you do not? So this one is sort of a tough one for me to answer. I do not have kids, nor do I want them. I Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I want them. I don't know if I, uh, as uh, Carrie Bradshaw once said, you know, why would she give up a man she hardly knows for a kid she hardly knows she wants? And I guess I feel sort of that same way, minus <laughs> minus a, um, uh, a Russian um, artist who lives in Paris. But it's an interesting one because I do think that there is sort of a fundamental difference in do you want children or not. If, you, if, some, if you're with someone who really, really, really wants children and you really, really, really do not, 
I don't know if there's a history there. I don't know what the compromise would be. Um, maybe a dog, maybe a cat. What is your favorite thing to do on a date? For me, connection and chemistry and banter and flirtiness and energy and that spark is so important. I know that it's very cliche to say that you feel that, you know, butterflies in your stomach when you're when you're looking at them, uh, the person that you're on the date with. And I've actually heard a theory that when you do feel that, that you're sort of attached to unavailable people. And that's why you get that flutter is because they finally do give you attention. And it's unhealthy to be addicted to that and that being with someone that you like and are attracted to and sexually attracted to and maybe it doesn't give you that butterflies, maybe it's still just enough. But for me, my favorite thing to do on a date is to talk. Um, I want to meet at a coffee shop. I want to meet for a drink. Nothing too stuffy, nothing too formal, but I want to be able to, you know, dress nice and uh, sit down and have some privacy and joke around. And that to me is sort of the perfect first date or a walk. A long walk is also fun, but I think a walk is sort of after you've sat down and evaluated each other in a way. Um, I'm also a big fan of a movie night. I think a movie night is great, but it's sort of awkward to do on a first date because of Netflix and chill, which is also a total thing that's allowed. And if you're gay, that's usually the first step is a Netflix and chill. And then you go on a date and maybe learn their name. Have I ever been cheated on? Um, I have not been cheated on to my knowledge, um, but I was tempted once to cheat on a boyfriend. Uh, it was one night I was out with some friends and my boyfriend was working and he, he was a doctor, so he was working late at night. And um, there was a guy there and he came up to me and he was super flirty, really handsome. I've never really had a lot of that in-person flirtation at a bar. You know what I mean? Where someone comes up and is like, hey, how, how are you doing? I never really had a lot of that. And that's sort of what this was. And I got really, really tempted. He put his hand um, sort of on this rail that was near me and it sort of touched my hip and he was very intentional. And I was like, oh, I'm alone. I'm going to have to make something of this. But then I chickened out because I was thinking of who was at home and how much I valued that. You know, me and Doc didn't end up working out, but that's fine. Uh, one of the things that I learned from him, because again, any situation, good, bad, whatever, I think it once you're able to look at it in a healthy way, you should evaluate what you can learn. And from that, I learned that I was a little wayward in my career. He was a doctor and he was a couple years older than me and had everything figured out. He knew when he would be done school. He knew when he'd be done paying off his student loans. He knew when he would be buying a house, all of those things. And at the time I was 24, I was really deep into comedy and I did have a day job and it was a good job, but I certainly wasn't marching towards a career sort of in either direction. So it was at that point where I had to really sit down and map out what is it that I want. And that has helped me a lot. It got me through another 10 years of performing in Chicago. It got me to a really great place in my day career and to a place where I feel confident enough to sit you know, alone in my house and talk into a microphone to a bunch of people. And honestly, that's what I wanted. So I'm happy. All right, next question. I'm in a long-term relationship and it feels like my partner never makes time for me anymore. That's a, that's a tough question. I think that when you're in a long-term relationship is actually all of my close friends are. All my, all my close friends are in relationships for 10 plus years and we're, you know, just in our mid thirties. It's a long commitment. And, you know, they say marriage is long. I believe that. I believe that. Uh, although my parents were short. I think that 
it's important to vocalize that. I think one thing that can sort of be hard in a relationship is being vulnerable. I think that, you know, sometimes there can be a power play where one person has more or the other. You know, Michelle Obama has said, I believe within the past year or so, that, you know, in a couple, you're not, it's not always 50-50. Sometimes you're at 60%, the other person's at 40. Sometimes you're at 70 and they're at 30. Uh, sometimes you're at 30 and they're at 70. It sort of depends on what's going on in your life and how much you can give to a person, I think. But just sort of just hoping that it happens is a difficult strategy. It, it will definitely take a while for them to catch on to that. And by then you may have built up some resentment. You know, if you were to sit with someone and say like, you know, hey, I, I'm not sure that you're making the time for me. And, and if they say, yes, I am, you know, feel free to give an example of, well, this is sort of what I'm feeling, what I'm, what I'm looking at. And if you're noticing that they've actually given you, you know, a huge part of their week, um, but it's not as much as you're used to getting, but it's still a good chunk, maybe that's a little bit of a, of a uh, compromise as well. You know, there have been times in my life where I can't commit to a person fully. I can only give a certain amount to somebody and that always didn't, that didn't always work out. It doesn't always work out, but you have to say it. You have to. And maybe dates. I know a lot of, actually, one of my best friends have date nights every week. They have date nights every week. No matter what's going on, they have a date night. And they're both busy working professionals. They don't have kids, so maybe that's a little bit easier. Yeah, you have to make time for it. Ooh, jealousy. I find myself getting jealous when my husband talks to other women, even though I know it's nothing. How do I stop? Uh, I feel like it's a very common feeling. I feel like you're not alone there. A lot of folks feel jealousy and that's fine. I think that jealousy to a certain degree shows that you still care and that you're interested and that you love. So that's a sort of a good problem to have internally, but being super jealous is not always going to work, right? It is going to eventually mean that you're feeling insecure in your relationships. That is not always, you know, that's not always a fun thing to look at in the mirror feeling insecure but you know if you're with a partner that you think you trust and you believe in and you want to have a life with I think you have to trust that there's nothing there and that they're going to come back to you if you have the opportunity to address that sort of thing with them too I think go for it but it has to be has to make sense it has to sound sane all right, so at this point in the game, especially for the first episode, I just wanted to get a little bit of a tease of what's to come. I wanted to wrap out the first episode with a fun little story. So I uh, there's a location here in Chicago. It's called Cozy Noodles and Rice. It is my absolute favorite place to go for Thai food. Um, it's really good. It's also sort of a kitschy toy collectory location. Uh, the owners collect you know old vintage toys, so it's very kitschy. It's very cute. It's small. The portions are really good. The food is cheap and it's very fast and also BYOB. Love that. That's also very close to where I was living. That would often be my first date location. So I would take first dates there because it was just it just seemed good. It just seemed like a good location and it was always it was always fun. So one time I went there, um, I'd say one of the rare times, and this is rare for me, I know it's not rare for everyone, but one of the rare times where I was talking to somebody on, an, on a dating app, I think it was Tinder, and we had decided to meet that same day. Uh, I know that, you know, there's hookup apps and Grindr and, and all that, you know, to do, but 
for me, I have to talk to someone a little bit. Um, I prefer that. I'm not always able to dive in the day of. But, you know, we were having cute conversation. I thought, what the hell, why not? When I'm choosing the location, I'm not sure if it's like forceful or whatever, but I I always, if it's BYOB, I'll bring the wine. I'll, I'll volunteer to bring the wine so that, I don't know, it feels like, oh, you know, here I'm sort of suggesting this place, but I'm also bringing the wines. I don't know. It, to me, it feels like balanced. I don't know. I was also older than him. I don't know if that contributed to me feeling like I needed to bring the wine. I don't know. But we uh, walked in and there he was sitting already. First thing I noticed is that he looks completely different from his pictures. This was a while ago, so catfishing was certainly around and it's certainly a thing. It always has been for as long as the internet existed and even before then, pen pals and such. So I was shocked, but I'm also not the type of person who's going to turn someone turn someone away for not looking like their photos. It was the photos were of him. They were just old. With my photos, I always have an unattractive photo in my in my gallery because I want them to sort of understand everything that they're getting themselves into. It's not going to be it's not going to be fun and cute all the time. We got we got a couple of um, you know, sometimes there's backlighting or underlighting. You, you know, life's not always great, so here's a look at what you're going to get yourself into. So, I, you know, just was like, "Oh, hi, you know, whatever, welcome." And uh welcome, like it's my restaurant. Um, but I did go there a lot and I know the owner, hi Julie. She's my uh, fairy godmother here in Chicago. So, I sat down and I just said, like, oh, what a crazy day, because um, it had been a crazy day at work, I guess. And he threw his head back and opened his mouth and just, like, chortled into the ceiling. Very, like, guttural laugh with full head back where his mouth was projecting the noise was directly to the ceiling. It was just it was weird. I have not seen that outside of a Muppet or a cartoon or Trixie Mattel <laughs> laughing. Um, just kidding, just kidding. But, you know, I was I was definitely taken aback. Going forward with the date, we order food. Uh, we're having a very interesting conversation. I had just gotten a cat, and he said, oh, I love cats, I love cats. Uh, what kind do you have? And I told him, it's like a Burmese cat, it's more like a Siamese cat. And he said, oh, I love cats. I have some cats too. How do you feel about wild cats? And I said, pardon? Pardon? Uh, and he said, wildcats, like, you know, like, how do you feel about a house cat that is bred with a wild cat? And I said, I guess that's cool. Um, and he, I could tell that he wanted to elaborate more on that, but I was honestly good. Um, I was good on not knowing more about the cats. Apparently he had two cats that were sort of bred illegally and were very large, like Maine Coon type large. If you guys don't know what that is, it's a type of cat that's like the size of a small dog uh, or a medium-sized dog, actually. So he kept talking about these cats. And, at, you know, at this point between the laugh and the pictures and the wild cats and, you know, everything, I sort of knew like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be, I won't be moving him to the next step of the application process, if you know what I mean. But I was, you know, I'm not just going to end the day and walk away. So just continuing on. And um, and then he asked what I thought about snakes. And I don't think about snakes. I don't think about them ever or often. Uh, they're not something that I really need to have to be a part of my life. Um, especially when I have 
a cat and also want to have friends or people over. I just, I don't want a snake. So I told Tim basically that. And he said, okay, cool. Not a problem. Um, I do have a snake. I'll just have to put it in its tank when you're there. And again, I begged his pardon because he had to put it away when I was there. So one, that means he thought the date was going well, which I think objectively, we all sort of knew it was not. I was not putting 100% into it. So, that, you know, it, I, I was shocked to hear that he was interested. And also, put away implies that the snake lives free out in the apartment without anywhere to live, like a tank or a terrarium or a coffin. Uh, there was no, it didn't have a housing. It roamed free. He did begin to ask me if that was okay. And sometimes it slept in the bed with him. Ladies and gentlemen, that is where I started to wrap things up. Um, I, I, I don't need a situation where I have a snake sleeping in a bed. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I pay my bills. I vote. I pay my taxes. I don't deserve that. So um, the check arrives and he immediately looks at it and pushes it my way. Fine, whatever. I do feel this weird obligation of when I'm older than someone that I have to pay. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's a daddy issue, but I paid. Not a big deal. As this entire meal took place in about 20 minutes, uh, we did not have enough time to finish all the wine. That did not stop him from grabbing the wine and saying, thanks for this. So he had taken my wine, made me pay, assaulted me with stories of cats and snakes, had an ungodly laugh, which, you know, shouldn't rule him out. I'm sure he's a very nice gentleman, but, you know, we he did come in for a kiss at the end and... I sort of gave him one like, you know, a lip, a lip sort of thing. No, no, no tongue or really any enthusiasm for it. It's a pretty, pretty wet fish type of kiss. As he pulled back, he said, mm, thanks. And then I just barfed for 30 minutes uh, on the way home. It, uh, it just, it, it, it just, it was too much. It was too much of a situation all around uh, and a waste of a cozy meal, really. Cozy Noodles and Rice Meal. So that's just a little bit of what we're going to be doing here on Romcom Tom. Uh, I have got a YouTube that'll be coming up soon. I've got Twitter and Instagram. Everything is Romcom Tom. So if you want to follow, please do. I'll have the links and everything available for you. And submit your questions. Or I'm also open to having guests of anybody. I, you know, I want to hear different stories. And I think, again, from the different stories that I hear, there's something to be learned. And hopefully we can sort of learn together along this journey. So thank you. Have a great Valentine's Day. And I will see you next time.